Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Well, welcome back to the Family Brand Podcast. I'm really stoked to be joined by an awesome guest here today, Justin Donald. Uh, Justin, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Uh, you know, we talked about this when we hung out in person here in Austin, and I'm glad that, you know, we finally made it. So I get a chance to hang on your podcast for a bit. You get a chance to hang on mine. And uh, I just think that there, there's so much cool stuff going on in the world, so many cool things you're doing. And I'm excited to to learn what you're up to. And I've got some things that I feel like have worked well for us and for our family, and I'm excited to share them. Yeah, likewise, man. No, it's, uh, it's amazing. Justin and I were just talking before we hit record who's been on his podcast recently, Michael Hyatt, who we'd had recently, and he's going out to see Michael and I'm going up to see Michael and then just other cool, it's just cool. Like stuff's just uh, happening out there in the world. And I, and I think it's all for me, it seems to continually revolve around successful, but also intentional entrepreneurs who are as committed to their families and their marriages as they are, you know, the success of their business. So Justin uh, has a really incredible business called the Lifestyle Investor. He wrote a Wall Street Journal bestseller called The Lifestyle Investor. Uh, Entrepreneur Magazine said that Justin is the investment world's new Warren Buffett, which is a pretty amazing uh, accolade there, Justin. And so one of the coolest things I think about Justin, your business, Lifestyle Investor, and what the benefit you could provide to our audience today is that the Lifestyle Investor as a business was actually born out of your own desire to be a more present husband to Jennifer and a more present father to your daughter, Savannah. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, gosh, I, I got to make sure that I, I set expectations and lower the bar here because I don't want to be compared to Warren Buffett. Uh, what what a kind uh, tagline, but uh, I got to tell you, that guy's in a league of his own. So don't don't have any expectations <laughs> that I'm going to be in that league. I've learned a lot from him and and he's someone that I look up to on, on many fronts. And actually, you know, if if you read any of his books, you'll learn that one of his biggest regrets actually is that he wasn't the family man that he thought that he could be or should be. Mm. So we built all this wealth. He's one of the wealthiest people and people know him for that. But a lot of people don't know that it was at the sacrifice of family. And so I think the world of some of the cool things that he's been able to create, but I don't ever want anything that is going to commandeer or or sit in a throne above, you know, my faith and my family. So yeah, I think there's important lessons in that. And I think, you know, I, I could go back and say, you know, I, I'm part of this group called Front Row Dads, uh, which yeah. my dear friend, John Roman started. And uh, I've been there, you know, really since the beginning with just this focus, this intentionality on, on being in the front row for your family, like showing up and I remember thinking how much of a family man I am. Like in my own head, I'm like, yeah, I'm a family man. I'm doing a good job. I, you know, I, I'd show up for the family. 
And the whole thing is like, I had this goal of being a family man first and a businessman second. And that's even what I would say that I was. But if you looked at my schedule, if you looked at my calendar, which I think is the truest indicator of our priorities and, sure. and how everything ranks, it was very clear it, that I was scheduling work first and then wherever I could fit the family in, the family would go. Mm. That's not being a family man first and a businessman second. That's like being like everyone else, being a businessman man first and then squeezing the family in, or at least the majority of people from my experience. And so that was a wake up call to me where I was like, man, I thought I was, I thought I was being intentional and, I, and, and maybe I was being more intentional than others, but not as intentional as I could be. And my wife is really good to remind me of this. Anytime I feel like I'm, you know, showing up or, or, you know, going the extra mile, uh, she'll, she'll always be like, yeah, you know, do you want to compare yourself to average dads or do you want to compare yourself to the best dads that are out there? Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, yep. Good, good reminder. You know, do you, do you want to compare yourself to average husbands? Uh, so you're, you're doing so much better than average husbands, or do you want to compare yourself to those that are world-class in putting their, you know, their spouse first. And so that, you know, that has been some good perspective for me. And really since I had my eyes opened to this whole concept of prioritizing my family, I have since started scheduling all the family time, the family trips, the, you know, when work ends, when, you know, weekends are blocked, evenings are blocked, like, you know, days off of school are blocked, like everything. It's like, let's, let's do family first. Not, you know, for me in the mornings, I don't do anything until my daughter goes to school. Uh, so I get that quality time with her you know, date day with my wife. We stop doing date nights and we do date days because we feel like we have more energy and we can, you know, do workouts together, yeah. bike, hike, you know, whatever it is. And, that those things are just scheduled and they're the priority. So yeah, that's been a big game changer and, and having a brand like the lifestyle investor that uh, puts it out there that I am focused on lifestyle first is the constant reminder that I need to show up and live the part of the brand. So it's great accountability for me. Yeah, I love it. There's so many thoughts that come to mind as you're sharing. You know, one of the one of the things we say a lot at Family Brand is how do you make sure that your family gets the best of you, not what's left of you? Mm. Because I think it's really easy as entrepreneurs, you don't even realize it's happening, but we're giving our best to our business and, and our, our partners and our strategic partners. And, and then what's left over, it's like, hey, here, here family, you know, feast off right. the scraps, right? Here's what's right. left over. It's all I have to give. And it takes some real intentionality. To, to do it, the you know, instead of having a, a business that runs your family, having a family that, you know, runs your business. And you brought up that word intentional, you know, and that's a, that's a kind of reoccurring theme of why we created Family Brand, you know, like, and, and for those people listening, they've heard this before, but Family Brand was really born out of, you know, the, the work I do with companies. And we had this wild idea to take our family through it, you know, because we're like, well, why, are, why, don't, why shouldn't we be more intentional, really? And like define what we stand for as a family and intentionally grow together. Because Growing together doesn't happen by accident. You know, it, it's, it's, it's not going to be by default. It's going to be by design. So how do we intentionally grow together, live a bigger life of adventure and possibilities of family and create relationships that are going to last? You know, yeah. and I even think if you are not intentional about growing together, then the default is actually that you grow apart. Yeah. So, so it's not even, I actually think it's worse 
than what most people think, right? Yeah. So like, if you're not intentional on the staying together, growing together, you know, doing life together, then the default is that it's going to be worse. You're going to grow apart. You're going to not be as strong, yeah. which is way worse than just not growing together. Yeah. And then, and this idea of relationships that last, you know, what's interesting is it's uncommon, at least for my wife and I, when we kind of look out in the world, you don't see a whole lot of families that when the children are grown, that they're still super close and connected. You know, you know they'll, they'll do the obligatory like Christmas, you know, get together or, or Thanksgiving or once in a while. It's really rare though for us to see adult children who are siblings who are still super close. They talk every day. They consider each other best friends. You know, that's something that we, we want to create in our family. Again, this idea of creating relationships that last. Well, again, that's not going to happen by accident. That's not going to happen by design, like by default. You got to start designing that, you know, today. And I think something interesting you said about Warren Buffett, and I love that you said that, you know, is a lot of times we hold these, these men and women up in society, especially in the entrepreneurial world of like just these incredible people who have created all this wealth. And then behind the scenes, you'll talk to them sometimes. They're like, yeah, and I, but I blew it in some ways, right? And even I just got back from an eight day trip to Japan with my two oldest sons. And it was awesome. just this amazing experience. And there's a little bit of me that was like eight days, not working at all in those eight days. You know, I, I had one call that, that I didn't want to reschedule. Other than that, I was present with them. And in the back of my mind, it's like, man, I, you know, should I be working? Should I be contributing? Should I be doing more? Interestingly enough, we, we started this idea a couple months ago as a family. We, we, we have a family book club. And so one of our kids or one of us picks a book, we all read it on our Kindles and then we meet the first Monday of every month and we talk about our insights from the book. And it's been really fun to do as a family. Well, the book we're reading right now, my son picked is Shoe Dogs, the book by Ooh, Phil Knight. Great book. Amazing book. that book. Yeah, like I, I'm ready. I read it again for the second time and I forgot how much I loved it. And it was cool being in Japan because yeah. if you know anything about the backstory, all that's where so he got his first deal. That's yeah, right. so we're in Japan, we're reading this book. And I can't help though, but notice throughout the book, multiple times he talks about you kind of get this feeling without him coming out and saying it like how guilty he felt though that he was basically his family was getting what was left of him a lot of his career yeah and then you know that's one of his biggest regrets he talks about you know it's it's interesting to kind of justify or balance that like but i don't know that you can go build a multiple billion dollar company and be the most it it, it you know I'm, I'm a big believer in and it doesn't have to be either or but it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a challenge. You see these people who have built these really massive, like dynasties, billion dollar brands, billion dollar companies. Obviously there's a respectable level of tenacity and commitment. And so I just think it's this interesting conversation to be in, especially as entrepreneurs or people who have careers of how do you have the end? How do you have, how do you be intentional in your family and in your business? How do you grow a family and grow a business? Yeah. Can it be done? I do believe it can be done. I think it's incredibly tough. I think it's incredibly tough to do it like in the first place, even if you sacrifice everything, period. But I think it can be done. But I think nine times out of 10, it's a, it's a true trade-off. Yep. Because usually what you're going to need to do to get the edge and to like have the obsession, you, you, in order to get to that level, there has to be some sort of like crazy obsession. Totally. That is being poured somewhere that's not your family. Yeah. It, so, yeah, I, I think that this is where values come into play. What do you value? Like, what's the hierarchy of you personally? Yep. You know, what are your family values? Uh, what type of relationship do you want with your spouse? What type of relationship with your kids? 
So yeah, and and by the way, I think culturally or societally there is a warped uh, value, a, a warped maybe conditioning in like having a lot of money or being really wealthy or having a monster business is the most important thing. So you're fighting against a really strong current out there, especially for people that, you know, are a little bit more of alpha, uh, you know, type of personalities where, where ego is important, whether you recognize it or not. Uh, yeah, that that's tough. And yeah, and and if that is what society values or what you think society values, then you're going to sacrifice other things thinking that that should be in the driver's seat, that that's, you know, the top of the hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, a religious leader once said that no amount of success will compensate for failure in the home. Mm. And and so sometimes people ask me when I start talking about this, they're like, well, but you're in business and you have a business. Are you saying don't go grow a big business? Don't be obsessed. I'm like, no, by no means am I saying I think it's back to your point of, but you have to really know what you value and what's important to you. And you just have to be really awake to the trade-offs because, you know, otherwise I think a lot of people get swept up in it. And then like one of my greatest fears has always been, and I think for most parents or most families is that you're going to wake up 20, 30, 40 years from now. And it's just going to hit you one morning. You're going to wake up and it's going to be like, wow, I missed it. I had this one chance to like, really show up and lead my family and be present and be connected and be committed and like live this life of adventure with my children. And I kind of missed it. Like I, and I can't get it back. You know, and you hear those stories all the time. Oh yeah. And so I love this idea of the lifestyle investor. Right. And so, so share with us some of the principles, Justin, that you've learned around how you can in, in, in what you've created have the, and like you, you can have success in business. You can have success and be smart about your money and have a lifestyle that allows you to be present with your family. Yeah. And, and by the way, it gets back to that intentionality, right? Like I talk a lot about a life by design versus a life by default. Most people live a life by default, uh, which you know, is, is really disappointing if you think about it. And by the way, I know this because I used to live a life by default and I just went from thing to thing, meeting to meeting, you know, whatever was on the schedule, whatever defaulted into my calendar where I was reactive, not proactive. Mm. And so that was life for me. That was business life. That was all kinds of life. And man, did I do a horrible job of like creating time and space for, you know, my immediate family, right? And, and even before I got married, like even with my parents, you know? So I can just think of like how I epically failed there and I also recognize as a, a builder, a creator, I'm going to have this tug because for me, business is easier than other things. It's not always easy. I think many aspects have become easy over time with experience. And, and since I have more hours in business and investing than most anything else, you know, that I'm, I'm better at that than the other thing. So it's easier to default to the thing that you're good yeah. at. And because you're good at it, you like it. So therefore, you know, you're, you're going to the path of least resistance. I'm not as much of an expert as a parent or as a spouse. Yeah. Right. And so like my, my, uh, the draw is like, well, this will be easy. I'm just going to go spend this extra time over here. That's not necessarily what's best, but, but I have to fight 
and resist the temptation of making work an idol or success or whatever it is. And so the lifestyle investor for me is like a grounding where it's like, no, actually I built a brand that empowers us to create a lifestyle where we're including the people that uh, we love the most, that we want to yeah. have relationship with the most. Like the goal here is I want to buy my time back. And I did. I bought my time back. I started buying assets that produce income so that I don't have to work for anyone, that money just shows up. And, I, in, and whether I'm working or not, there is, uh, there's an asset or many assets that are producing the amount of money that it takes for me to live the life that I live, right? Yeah. And, and that to me is so important. And so the Lifestyle Investor brand is designed to help be an educational platform and a community where others can learn how to do it. Like I want to teach how I've done it and I want others that have done it to be able to pour in and weigh in, you know, the way that our mastermind, you know, kind of does and how, you know, the, the members kind of feed each other and support each other. It's, it's really a powerful thing. But that's the goal to to not have to work, but to get to work. Yeah. And when money is solved for, see, most people can't make the pivot until money is solved for. Some yeah. people can. It's a very small percentage that are willing to take the risk of just moving on, you know, path unknown, income unknown. Often it's easier to do that earlier in life when you don't have dependents. Right. So I think that for most people, when they solve the financial equation and it costs them X dollars to live and they have X dollars in passive income, the game changes and you don't have to keep doing what you're doing. You actually get to choose. I get a lot of joy and I have a lot of passion when I do these. I feel fulfilled when the, you know, I'm spending my time here and when I'm spending time with these people and this is that life by design, right? Yeah. So I think it becomes so much easier to live this life that you are in love with when you solve for the financial equation, which isn't as hard and daunting as you might think. Yeah, I love that. There's so much wisdom you packed in. So the first thing I wanted to touch on that you shared is, and I think this is really interesting to just think about if you have a career or you're an entrepreneur and just accept and embrace that it probably comes more natural to you to be intentional in your business than it does in your family. Like, and not that that's, there's nothing wrong with you. Like if you're hardwired to be an entrepreneur, like, of course, it's going to come more natural to be intentional in your business than it is in your family. The, the danger in that, though, is that if you don't recognize it, you'll just default to the business all the time because that's what right. comes more natural. That's so it's right. going to take a little more extra work and intention to be intentional. Like you're going to have to have an intention to be intentional in your family because it doesn't come as natural. And, you know, we always joke about this. There's probably a reason we gravitate to business, too. It's like instant gratification. I see big results. I'm getting recognized. I'm getting you know, acknowledged. I'm not showing up at home and my kids are like, dad, the way you go out and work and provide for us is just so inspiring. Like, <laughs> thank you. Or mom, you know, the meals you cook us every night and the way our laundry folds and just shows up on our drawers. It's just like, you don't know if there's going to be a payoff over here in ROI for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And if it is, what is it? You know? And so it's like, I think that's just a useful thing to realize I'm going to have to be more intentional because it doesn't come as natural. So then I can go to work on it and I think that's just so, and, and sometimes people hear that like, well, is that, is that wrong? It's like, no, it's just kind of what it is. Like that's, that's how most of us are hardwired. The second thing you said is I think is really interesting is I don't think oftentimes we think about designing a business that would allow us to have the life and the family we want. We just think about designing a business that would have success 
And then whatever is left, then we kind of have, we, we make it, we make our family work as best we can around it. I really love this idea though. Of, well, if I know my family is my most important, my most important investment, if I know that I want to intentionally grow together, live a big life of adventure and possibility and, and, and create relationships that last, well, what if I looked at how I created income and how I designed a business that gives me the highest probability of that versus just a business that provides success and then I just kind of figure the family thing out? Yeah, and also like what a leg up you are giving your kids when you do figure this out and then you can model that for them and give them that same opportunity to truly own their time. You know, I think most people, if you look at, you know, statistics, most people trade time for money, right? Yeah. Like that, that is by far and away the vast majority of how most people earn a living. But when you can shift and you can use capital to create money, you can use assets to create money. You can use leverage to create money. You can use systems to create money. There's, you're, you're teaching a different set of lessons and, and, and skills. There, there's a different knowledge base that is unlocked. Hmm. And I think you can give your children that leg up where they see this early on. They make different decisions than you made early on because of, of wisdom, financial wisdom. So like my goal is not to, uh, you know, pass down all this wealth so that my daughter is set for life financially. Like I think nine times out of 10, that ruins a child. That's not right? a good equation. Yeah. Right. But what if I can teach the principles around it? What if I can teach wisdom around it? What if I can help facilitate, you know, starting a business? Uh, with her and, and using some of that capital instead of like just giving it, but like, Hey, let's do this together. Let's bring our, you know, we, we can strengthen our relationship and our bond. And what does it mean to, uh, have a loan and, you know, what are the terms and, you know, all this stuff. It's, I think that we, there's so much opportunity to empower them. So part of it's like, yeah, I want for today to buy my time back so I can live a life that is just wonderful on many levels and I can be present with my family and not be distracted even when I'm in the same room with my mind wandering about all the stuff I have to do uh, but I can just be present to let's go a generation past that like how do we equip our kids how mm -hmm. do we make sure that they're going to have an amazing life and that they've got great you know values and and rules and lessons and beliefs and and mindset uh, around money and time because there are a lot of rich people out there that they think they own their business, but their business owns them or they're, you know, uh, you know, they're a slave to the income that they make or to the corporate job or to the definition uh, or title or corporate ladder or I spent so many years or so much money getting here, I need to stay here or whatever the thing is. Or sure. maybe it's just being tied to safety and security. Uh, and and it's it's hard to break away from that. But if we can empower and, and educate in a different way, we give our kids and their kids and their kids such a head start uh, when we can value relationship, quality time, doing the things we love, having passion projects, uh, feeling fulfilled, doing missional work, like good for the community, like not feeling like you have to squeeze uh, every dollar out of all the time, right? So a lot of rich people out there and rich people may have a lot of money. Wealthy people have a lot of time. Wealthy mm -hmm. people buy their time back. Rich people have a lot of money. Big difference in the two. I love that. Huge difference.
Yeah, love that distinction. So for the quick, will you tell us quickly, Justin, when you said, I thought it was interesting, it's not as difficult as people might think. Because I think a lot of times people are, you know, even some of the people listening, it's like, well, yeah, I'd love to do that. But I know nothing about starting to invest. I know nothing about assets. I know nothing about passive income. How, yeah, how simple is it to start? Well, the, the best way to say it is I knew nothing about it either. You know, like I, I started just like anyone else started. And uh, what I did is I looked for the people that had the track record. You know, I mean, today everyone's a life coach. So you got to be careful. You know, everyone apparently is an expert in everything. And so like, I just subscribe to this whole philosophy that may sound crazy that I want to coach with and learn from people that have done the exact thing that I want to do. And they have done it themselves and have a track record. That's it. It's And so for me, like, I just, I find those people, I study them, I read their books, I learn their courses. I like, I just, my goal is to become educated. And the more educated I become, the more confident I am. And if someone has a playbook that worked for them, I'm very confident that if I run that playbook, I can do it, I don't know, 70% as good as they do. Right. And 70% as good as they do is better than wherever I am today. Yeah. You know, running no playbook with no passive income. Sure. And, and I've also found that once I get committed to the process and once I have some time invested, once I have some capital invested, it's a different level of education. Like my, my seriousness, my, the way things stick the way I'm able to learn and grow changes. And so I just believe in a peer group that's doing things that impress and inspire you things like I just look for people that are playing the game of life and business and wealth building and fitness and whatever the thing is better than me. And I want a whole bunch of them in my life. And I want and I'm happy to pay for coaches. You know, I, I, I have a coach, I almost always have a coach them paying for something they have some level of expertise. So I want mentors, I want coaches, I want a peer group. And I know that the more I spend time with people that are playing this game of life at a higher level than me, it's going to elevate my game, even by default, just by proximity. Yeah. So that to me is where I've started. And before I had the peer group, the the peer group were authors that I just read their work and they had no clue that they were my mentors, but they were. Yeah. It's amazing. My wife and I just to kick off the idea of the book club, we decided to do a podcast episode to her, just the two of us about just the power of books. And it's just, it's amazing how much knowledge is out there. Really, really good, life-changing, transformative knowledge in the form of books. And it's just an untapped resource for most people that they don't read, they don't consume, you know, good content. And so if someone was wanting to start thinking about this idea of passive income and, and using that as a way to get back some of their time and be present and have income that's coming in and having that lifestyle, would your book be, I mean, The Lifestyle Investor, would that be a great place for someone to start just to start kind of learning what's available and how that process works? Yeah, you know, my goal for the book was that I wanted to create a, a framework and a blueprint that can help anyone, uh, a total novice, but a total expert and anywhere in between. So I have built it so that not only can it be like a one-stop shop, but there's a glossary for everything. And, you know, a lot of people you know, in, in my community and in my network tell me that, you know, they kind of dog ear the book and highlight it and they go back and they re-reference it and they, they use it as a guide because I laid out not only my criteria, which are my 10 commandments of, of cash flow investing for passive income, for financial freedom. It's my 10 criteria that 
I use as my guide on whether I should invest in something or not. Mm. And uh, and so that that's really what you know, that subtitle of, of the book of the lifestyle investor. It's really the ten commandments or my ten criteria for investing. And and then I give twelve actual examples of investments that I did laid out to a T. The exact structure, the uh, you know the negotiation on it, my mindset on it, but even the terms so people can copy it. And that's my goal. I, I want people to copy because uh, at heart, I'm just a big copycat. You know, I just awesome. found the people that were best in class and I just copied them. <laughs> I love it. Where would, where's the best place for someone to go to, to, to buy your book? Uh, so, you know, you can get it on Amazon. If you go to lifestyleinvestor.com, uh, you can get uh, a copy there. If you pay the shipping, uh, it's free there. Lifestyleinvestor.com basically has everything. You awesome. know, I've got, you know, free stuff, a blog, my podcast uh, by the same name, uh, online uh, course, a masterclass on uh, passive income and on specifically mobile home park investing, my mastermind. Uh, so everything is there. And uh, one of the things that I'd love to offer your community is anyone that wants to figure out like, what's the next step? How, how, you know, here's my life. And and for me, what would be a, a good next step? We do free strategy calls uh, for, you know, certain, certain groups, certain networks. And uh, I'd love to open that up to, to your uh, community. If anyone wants uh, a live call to figure out what is next, they can go to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash strategy. That's amazing. And look, when people offer things like this, when people like Justin offer things, like you take them up on it. <laughs> I'm amazed at how many people are offered the ability to talk to an expert or talk to some, talk to someone on a team and like, don't do it out of fear of, you know, what the commitment would be your fear of being embarrassed. Right. It's like, no, that's like, you get access to mentors. You get access to people that are further down the path than you and you take advantage of that. So I would really encourage you to do that. Go to lifestyleinvestor.com. Justin, will you share with us? I'm not going to ask you the most important or your favorite one, but will you just share with us like one of the 10 commandments like that yeah. you think is useful or that, our audience yeah you know the first one's pretty obvious uh because commandment one is lifestyle first so i'm not going to elaborate on that but you know kind of the mission here is like we're not trying to buy another job we're trying to invest in something that that buys our time back mm -hmm. right maybe you spend time analyzing it but it's like a one segment of time that is invested and then it just is a, a dividend that keeps paying so so that's the goal there you know one of the ones that I think a lot of people don't think about, and, and I'd love to talk about commandment number four. Uh, commandment number two is, you know, to de-risk the deal. How do you de-risk it? How do you ensure you uh, just don't lose money or don't lose all your money if mm. you make a poor uh, decision? Commandment number three is finding invisible deals. And, you know, I, I elaborate in these, you know, a ton in the book and on my podcast, but commandment number four is one that I think is, foreign to a lot of people. And one of my strategies is I like to get my principal back immediately or as fast as I can mm. because I recycle those dollars. So if I do a deal uh, and I invest, let's say $100,000 into an investment for easy math, and maybe I'm getting a 10% preferred return. And so, you know, I'm making $10,000 a year on that and it's broken up. Maybe it's monthly or quarterly payments. Uh, well, at a certain point, when they refinance this, I'm going to get that money back. Um, or when they sell that, I'm going to get the money back. And I found a bunch of deals where I've got my money back in a year, a year and a half. In one case, six months. 
Wow. And then I take that same money and I roll it into another deal. But I still have the equity over here because a lot of time they haven't sold. They just refinanced. Got so it. I still have equity. So I take the 100000 and now I invest in, let's say, an operating company. You know, I've bought several of these and I'll have an operator come run it. So again, lifestyle first. I'm not running it. I'm the owner and there's an operator that's being paid to, to run that business. And so, you know, we invested in this dog training company during COVID because I saw everyone was buying dogs. And I was like, there's a business here. Uh, and Amazing. so this dog training company took off and Patrick Mahomes trained his dog in our studio, uh, which was really cool. And, uh, and so, but that business, uh, I put $100,000 down. Within four months, I had $100,000 back, like just from the cash flow of that business. And then we sold it at a year and a day. So we hit long-term capital gains. Uh, and then we had a, a, a little piece of the tail that continued on for cash flow uh, on that deal. That was an extra part of the negotiation. And so I got all my money out of that deal uh, in four months. I reinvested it. And then I had another you know, lump sum come at that year and a day. I was able to reinvest that. And then I still had equity upside. So we put a little more in you know, a, a note or you know, I, I could go on and on. But basically... All these deals are with the same dollars, right? Mm -hmm. So in five years, I have five different deals that I have equity in, but all my money's out. So there's no skin in the game. Uh, like, like it's all upside. So if these companies crumble, it doesn't matter. All my money's out, but the odds of them all crumbling are not good. So now I've got exponential growth mm. on that same single investment. So that's kind of like the way I look at the velocity of money. And I think that is often unfamiliar to most people. Most people invest for the long haul. They invest in a way that in many cases, they don't even know if they're going to make it or not. If they, you know, is it, it's a high risk investment. We don't know if this company is going to make it in 20 years. It may or may not, you know, have paid out. It may be dead. We don't know. Like I'd rather get my money back fast, know that it worked, know that I've got upside and move it to the next one. Yeah. It's incredible. Super inspiring, man. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I really do hope that those of you listening Go to lifestyleinvestor.com, buy the book, take Justin and his team up on a free strategy session. So last question, something I love to ask guests when they come on is, uh, what do you want to be known for as a family more than anything? I want us to be known as a family that uh, loves others well, that we, we support and love other people well, that uh, we value all people at the highest level and that we do it together, that this is a value that we all share from the standpoint of like donating time, donating resources, donating, you know, specifically money, uh, that other people matter and that we have a responsibility, no matter how much money we make, we have a responsibility of being charitable and, and giving back. Love that. I love that. What we want to be known for as a family more than anything is loving people well and being charitable and giving back. That's awesome. Well, Justin, you're inspiring, man. And I love what you've created with your family. I love that you guys are living by design, uh, intentionally growing together, you know, creating relationships that are going to last. So thank you for coming on again to, to the Family Brand Podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And, and just a side note, all the proceeds from the Lifestyle Investor book all go towards uh, fighting human trafficking. So uh, this book now, uh, believe it or not, I, when I wrote it, I didn't think, you know, more than a handful of people would buy it. And uh, it's now a top 1% of all books sold. But because of that, we've been able to give hundreds of thousands of dollars to fighting human trafficking wow. in over 30 countries around the world. Uh, we've been able to partner up with the Tim Tebow Foundation and support them and Love Justice International. And 
uh, just great things are happening and a percentage of, of all uh, income from the lifestyle uh, investor brand, all products go towards these efforts as well. So uh, I just want everyone to know that uh, anything that you ever get involved in or, or, you know, purchase that my goal is anything I ever produce for the rest of my life that a percentage or maybe a hundred percent is going to uh, bettering other people and buying human freedom back, right? Most of us are blessed that we've got freedom, but there are people in the world that don't even have that. Totally. So as we're seeking for financial freedom, let's help those that don't even have their rights uh, in front of them. Let's, let's help them buy that time back. It's amazing. Well, thank you for the work you're doing, man. We, uh, we appreciate you and yeah, hope to support the, the Lifestyle Investor Network as much as we can. Love it. Well, thanks, Chris. Great to be on. All right. See you. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.